and our new, and I have glowing eyes, <laughs> who's a franchising. It's 2 p.m. on the Pacific. We're having all kinds of weird things happening, folks. I'm Fred McMurray. I'm with my co-host, Ray Pillar, and Rebecca Monet. And folks, before I ask you where you are and all that stuff, I'm going to say, you've given me enough crap about the hat, so I dealt with it. <laughs> Out with the old. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, is that hat green by any chance? It's showing through to the background. <laughs> I like the horn. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Well, you know, it is it's a Viking hat, so what can I say? I love it. <laughs> so, um, we're live, and we got all kinds of fun, wonderful stuff happening. So, I'm in Show Beach, where there are no fires, there are no blackouts, and <laughs> we're Ray. And Ray is, where am I? Oh, um, <laughs> Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico, where it's a balmy 74 degrees, um, very balmy, as a matter of fact, because the wind is blowing so hard, it's rocking my coach. Um, but I'm here for the Balloon Festival with uh, the Integra Group, and uh, it is absolutely gorgeous outside, except for the wind. Uh, there's no cloud in the sky anywhere, and you can see for million miles in every direction. It's absolutely gorgeous out here. And Rebecca, where are you? Oh, normally you would catch me in San Diego, but uh, today I'm in Southwest Missouri. Uh, I just had a brand new baby girl, so I'm here enjoying her and of course spoiling the other five grandchildren I have. So I am um, in Southwest Missouri with family and um, a million things going on, as you can imagine, with uh, kids and soccer and volleyball and dance and going <laughs> 90 miles an hour. I'm worn out. That's all I can say is I'm worn out. So we have two guests today, and um, one of our guests uh, is up in Northern California and dealing with rolling blackouts. Didn't know we'd get the show affected that. So we're going to talk to her first. Even though if you're watching video, you see our other guest who isn't being affected by internet black, blackouts. So, Ray, why don't you introduce our first guest? All right. I'd like to introduce Tara Gillad founder and CEO of Vitality Bowls. Wow. That sounds really interesting. How are you, Tara? I'm great. Thanks for having me on today, guys. I appreciate you putting up with my little no internet and I'm sitting here in the dark right now. <laughs> so you know what? That's about the way some of the our shows go. And, and um <laughs> actually got most of the the audio issues out before the show so it seems only perfect that we should have um, somebody in the blackouts where are you and what's the weather like there yeah so we are in danville california the west is really windy today uh which is why pg e has rolling blackouts because they're afraid when it gets really windy that uh, could knock over some poles and start a massive fire. But it's beautiful outside. It's probably in the high 60s, low 70s right now. Rebecca, as our, our special co-host woman's planner to Ray and I, go ahead, <laughs> your first question. Welcome. Welcome. Well, thank you. You know, it's interesting, Tara. I uh, went on your website to get a little feel of who you are and of course your husband and I'm, I'm fascinated with what had you go in this direction because it sounds like it's quite a story why some such healthy food and and why you've grown so fast so can you tell us a little bit about why Vitality Bowls? Yeah, so I, can, I can't hear you that well, but I think your question was, why Vitality Bowls? What made us start? Is that correct? You got it. Okay, great. 
So why Vitality Bowls? Well, I was raised by a super insane health nut mom and dad. And uh, my husband and I had a daughter. Yeah. (laughs) You know, about, um, well, she's going to be 10 in two weeks, which is crazy. But she was born with severe food allergies. And we quickly realized that we couldn't just eat at any restaurant. And uh, we were having a lot of problems with just feeding her regular food. I was making all her own baby food at home, blending it, mostly fruits and vegetables. Um, she could she can eat almost all vegetables, but even a lot of the fruit she was allergic to. And so we started bringing in fruits from other countries that are these amazing superfoods, and she wasn't allergic to them. So we created Vitality Bowls in our kitchen at home, uh, wanting to open a healthy superfood cafe for our daughter but also because it's all we know healthy food was the only option we wouldn't even consider opening a restaurant that wasn't in the healthy industry so having a daughter born or any child born with severe life-threatening food allergies is really scary and we that with lemonade lemon vitality here we are almost nine years and we are i've open going on in California right now. Uh, you know, I'm kind of glad I'm in Missouri. The blackouts, the wind, the fires. I mean, it's kind of a crazy place to be. I'm surprised she was able to log in right. at, uh, at all. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she'll try to dial in if she has power and if, you know, she, uh, she has communications ability. But uh, so that's the, the way it goes. Uh, but, you know, I'm here and like I say, beautiful Albuquerque, and I uh, went to the Bloom Festival this morning. I'm just, you know, trying to fill in a little, can redial in, and it, it was a, a, a beautiful event to watch, uh, although they couldn't take off because the upper level winds were too strong, but uh, they, they, a lot of them, five of them inflated, uh, 500 and some odd inflate were inflated uh, across the entire field, and it was, uh, Quite a, a sight to behold. I bet. I bet. Now, now, were you able to actually get on any of them, or is it purely just uh, for entertainment and the visuals, and you just get to enjoy watching others? Well, I think you can get on them if you, you know, prioritize. Uh, I should, you know, make an appointment. Or, you know. Yeah. Get yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, get on the schedule, uh, and then again, that's dependent on the weather. You know, because uh, they're not going to take off in an unsafe condition. So. Got it. So it looks like Fred is still trying to get Tara back. He's yeah. he's like a one-armed paper hanger. Yeah, I think we're the only ones that can hear each other right now. I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe it was on my end. Oh, Tara, are you back? Uh, I don't know if she can hear us. Yeah, it looks like she's in there. All right. Well, she's uh, she's not on Zoom apparently, so. Um, yeah, I don't think her internet is working. Also, she's just on the phone, but I'm yeah. Something with the phone. So. How fun! So the the Albuquerque event is it a full week? that you'll be there? Uh, I'm here for just part of it, uh, about five days uh, with, with a, a group of other RV owners. And uh, yeah, I think uh, they said there was 40 of us. And that means, that means, you know, 80 some odd people here, 40 coaches and, uh, you know, 80, 90, 90. It's a lot it's of a lot of you know recently I got back from a can a trip in Canada and uh oh, with wow. uh, friends up there, uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg Beach. And and then yeah. up into Winnipeg uh, across Lake Superior to uh Sioux 
St. Marie and then uh, over the Mac Bridge back in the Vista Road. Looks like we're back. Yeah. Full, yeah, full circle all the way around. Yeah. It was, it was a wonderful trip. Are we back, Fred? Can you hear me? Okay. You're muted. Oh my goodness. I, 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 think, I think this is the most problem we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, what do you think? Is this exciting or what? Yeah. We, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I always have, you know, Zoom, Ring Central. I always do these meetings and it always, there's always a problem. So don't worry. Yeah. About it. Yeah. It, it's a love-hate relationship with technology, isn't it? I don't know what we did before, but since having it, it seems like life is definitely more complicated. But that's coming from a baby boomer's perspective. So you being young, Dustin, you probably appreciate technology a lot more than I'm I actually, I'm actually very old school. I, uh, I'm the right. one. I, I tell people if I have to write more than one sentence in an email, I'm going to call you. <laughs> so... You know, it's, it, I'd rather, I get people, franchise owners, they'll write me like a novel. And I'll, and I say, how long did it take you to write this? And then yeah. about 30 to 40 minutes after I went through and made sure I said what I wanted to say, you know, you could have called me and talked about it for probably five minutes. And they could have exactly. gave you an answer. <laughs> Faster and more personal, right? Exactly. Yeah, uh, Fred, if you're if you're waving to us and asking if we can hear you, we can't. <laughs> you, you are on mute, uh, uh, Fred. Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. There you go. Tara, say something. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> oh, Fred, relax. We'll take it over here. You have have a have a drink. You know what, Tara, you were talking to us about the allergies that your daughter suffered with and how that then uh, forced you to truly uh, take care of her needs through nutritious food, even as making baby food. But what was the mental leap? from preparing food for your own family to then taking it to the public, to, to creating Vitality Bowl? I don't think she's hearing us. No. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we introduce Dustin and maybe we, uh, we could get uh, Tara back. Okay. You can hear me, right, Ray? I can hear you. Okay, so that means it's go ahead, talk to Dustin for a while. <laughs> okay. Well let's Thanks. introduce let's introduce him first. Rebecca, did you want to introduce Dustin? Please you go ahead, Ray. I don't okay. know Dustin. He's he's a handsome stranger to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to introduce uh, Dustin Stefano. Did I pronounce that correctly? Stefano, it's close. Stefano. Okay. Uh, okay. And he is the CFE CEO of Norris Franchise Group. Okay. And that is primarily uh, your primary franchise is a place at home. Is that correct? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a booming industry because of people my age. Maybe. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, why, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about uh, Place at Home, and then we can dive into your, your main franchise, Northeast Franchise Group. Yeah, so a Place at Home, we, do, we call it Senior Focus Care. Uh, it's an in-home care company with more of a consulting uh, behind it. So, we do care coordination. We help seniors navigate the healthcare spectrum. Uh, the best way to put that, the most understandable way to put that, Ray, is if anything that you would do for your mom during like a hospitalization, we handle it for you. Um, that's one part of our services from getting you out of the hospital, back to home, into a rehab, setting up your meds, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, then providing the in-home care uh, with personal care, companionship, light homemaking services. And then we also help transition uh, mom or dad from home into, say, a memory care or assisted living if home isn't the place uh, mm-hmm. that's safest to be. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a full continuum of care. Um, and that's really what we've been focused on. That's why I call it senior focused care because it's very senior centric. It's not just in-home care. It's not uh, placement services. It's it's an all-in-packaging, all-encompassing service. There seems to be quite a quite a spectrum uh, in for senior care from what you described to actually people there for majority of the day helping them, driving them, or, or getting them groceries and and things like that. So. Um, I think our studio needs to uh, have a better understanding or de- uh, definition of what exactly you do. And I know you described it, but as opposed to what some of the other people do in the same uh, in the same uh, spectrum. Yeah, you get you're cutting out a little bit out there on me. Um, are you asking what makes us a different different than other? Well, essentially, yes. What what makes you different from some of the other senior care type uh, 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 franchises? Yeah, so it really stems to that continuum of care model, right? So some of you have in-home care as a standard franchise. There's a lot of them out there, right, who just focus on keeping people at home. Um, you know, we're focused on that, but we're more focused on what's best for the senior, and, and we will help seniors make their kind of like goals, kind of like a business plan, essentially. Um, it's more of what is your goal long-term? And most people will say, I want to stay at home as long as possible. Well, well, that's all great, but what are the costs associated with that, right? If you need a 24-7 care, say you need 24-7 care, right? And this is to help you prepare for later in life. That's about sixteen to $17,000 a month yeah. for wow. one-on-one care. It's all private pay. You know, there's not, there's not a payer of services. There's long-term care insurance. There's some VA benefits that we'll help you with. But ultimately, mm-hmm. Medicare doesn't pay for the service. Private insurance companies don't pay for the service. It is all out of pocket. Um. So that's not financially sustainable per, for 98% of the communi- c- country, right? Mm-hmm. So let's devise a plan. If you want to stay at home as long as possible and you're to say you have a budget of, say, $80,000 a year, obviously you can't afford 24-7 care. So what are, the, what are our solutions? We could look at assisted living. That's you know forty dollars to $50,000 a year, and you have an extra $30,000, $40,000 that you could put towards care so you can have that companionship or one-on-one setting in assisted living. Right. So it's really it's really game planning. Um, and that comes then that starts the transitional care, which you guys might know it in the franchise world is placement services. Right. There's a lot of placement services mm-hmm. in franchises as well. Um, we used to get marketed marketed by those services a lot. And as a company, we said, why why outsource that service when we know every we know all the same people they know and we know the seniors finances just as well as they do, except fact that we're going to have to introduce this person to this placement agency and and enter enter in another uh company into their lives right when you're when you're 98 years old life's chaos right <laughs> things move fast um so the more people you already move fast so <laughs> so the more people the more people you enter into the equation the harder it can get and the more frustrating it gets so we're that's what that that's what differentiates us is we can handle it all uh, and it really flows together. Some people might say, you, you know, we, we focus on one thing and be really good at it, right? And that's great. That's awesome. We say we focus on one thing, and that's the senior. And we build our services around them. And so that, that's, what really se- that's what really separates us, I would say. Yeah, that's great. I really like the idea that it is a business plan for the elder, for the senior, that you're looking at uh, who moves really quickly and it can get chaotic. Um, And as we age, we don't make decisions as quickly. So it's nice to have someone come alongside and uh, help create a plan for the future that is driven by the senior and what, what their desires are for uh, that stage of their lives. Really yeah. like it. Thank you. I just want to jump in here and say I'm really thankful for the listeners that you see kind of guiding me in the audience. Um, you guys have been very interesting, and, and people are listening emphasizing that besides mm-hmm. watching. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we can use all the help we can get, Fred. 
JC is supposed to read it, although I talked to a fair number of them and uh, what are the first, what are the top three parts you would recommend someone read first in the next review? Yeah, um, I, my, my first one is a simple one and it's a quick read for everybody who doesn't read them, which I don't know why you wouldn't read them. It's, it's very transparent. Item four, uh, any bankruptcies. I, you know, like if, if you if you got four or five bankruptcies racked up, there's a lot of problems going on. I mean, that that to me is a quick read. You just see that and you say, okay, it's clean, move on to the next one. And the next one I would go to is item seven. I want to know what I'm investing in. Um, if and one thing that me and Jared did in our item seven is we made it as strong as possible. We, we in so we have a in ours we have like a seventy six thousand minimum and a one eighty four. Uh, maximum, and I always tell people the 184 is uh, is a California franchise. So if you don't live there, don't worry, don't worry about it. Uh, you're probably right in that middle area. But I always like like to look at that because you can also ask questions on that, like why the wider range of spectrum. For example, we have like a marketing clause in there that's like minimum three thousand, maximum fifteen thousand, and it's because we have like SEO packages and AdWord packages. So if you want to get the Cadillac of of uh, SEO optimization, you know, search engine optimization and AdWords and really pound your market right when you come in using your website. I mean, yeah, $5,000, or we can start down here. Um, so that would be number two. Number number three, obviously, to me is item 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I love item 19s. If you look at our item 19, I, we talked to our attorney uh, the other day, he's getting prepared for this year. And we're trying to slim ours down because we literally put like the entire PL and it take it took us we put five years of financial data in there and my goodness it took us days um to get everything in there but and, but we're very very transparent about it and we're very happy with our item 19. um for those that don't have an item 19 i wouldn't say it's a bad thing um if you have 600 800 units i wouldn't put an item 19 and i just say i have 900 units you know, what are you questioning? Uh, if I had, you know, 20 to 30, I'd want to see it. You know, I'd want to see how they're performing. Um, so those would be my top three quick, quick glances. Excellent. They'll go into the post. Go ahead. Whichever one of the able co-hosts is going to jump on the next one. Actually, you should break for a, uh, you should break for a commercial. Oh, yeah. As everyone who's listening at the website uh, knows, you can ask questions and listen at Boilers and Angels podcast on YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube, Periscope on Facebook, on live on Twitch, MCG Radio. And the links are all at the site. Uh, And in theory, call them to 323-580-5735. Ask questions. Hey, franchise owners, how's your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or Westvine with a Y dot com. And we're back. So, who gets the next question? Well, you know, we, we skipped something because, because of the way we started the show. We forgot to ask uh, Dustin's location and where, how's the weather out there where you're at. Actually, it's it's cold and rainy. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, oh. Got a big storm come through last night. My my four year old crawled into bed at three in the morning and was scared as uh, thunder. And today is a cold, misty, 
uh, drizzle um, in like 45 degrees. So. Oh wow! Wow. It's. I have I. I have some friends in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and they're uh, telling me that it's raining with snow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not a good sign when it's this cold already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think one of the, the things that came to mind while I was uh, uh, listening to you was it, it, it seemed, you seem to cover quite a lot with uh, uh, with your clients. So does that mean the training is very comprehensive and, and long, or, or uh, am I wrong? No, so we, we're, we're very interactive with our owners. I'd say that's probably the number one. When you do validation calls with us and speak to the owners, they'll, they'll tell you that, that our training is probably the best thing that we do. Um, we bring them here for a week, and, I mean, we pound, pound them for a full week on how to have conversations, what to look for here, how to talk to – you know, what home health wants to know about us versus what a rehab wants to know about us versus what a hospital wants to know about us. Uh, all these different scenarios and situations, it's very, inter very, very interactive. But then we take it a step further. So they're here for a week. Um, they go home and then I actually will travel out there within the first 90 days. I want them to go out there and take what they learn for about 30 to 45 days and get their feet wet, right? And then I'm going to go down there for about, I go down there for about three, four days. And then I go marketing with them. That's all I, I go out marketing with them. I, I spend a whole, and then one day I spend in their, in their operation. I watch them do orientation. I look at their hiring packets. I look at how they recruit caregivers. I look at everything and I provide them feedback. Uh, and then I write a full report when I get back and I say, here, here's what you got to work on. Here's what, here's, uh, here's some things that you're doing really, really well. And then I, I have a goal setting. I literally sit down and say, where do you want to be after your first year? And where should you be in your first year? And I don't make your goals. Jared doesn't make your goals. I, I will not ever make your goals. Because if I make them, you might not buy into them or you're going to doubt them. Right? <laughs> so you make them and I'll teach you how to get them. I have franchise owners are coming in. I want to do two million in first year. I'm like, you know, cool your jets a little bit. But you know, it's 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 me holding them accountable and then the, then for the full year after that um we actually have a sales coach who then uh, we actually have a sales we have a sales coach who you have a call once a week with the sales coach and you have a call once a week with an ops coach so two hours to teach to, to go through your pitfalls and what we look for or let's look at your ars Let's look at your profit and loss. And we really teach them how, how to run a business. Uh, but then on the sales, it's how do you market home care? Because it, it is a very heavy, heavily sales intensive industry. Um, mm -hmm. We got to make sure they're having the right conversations. We got to make sure they're out in the market. You know, one thing with them as well is, is if I notice that you're in your office more than 20 hours a week, it's time to hire somebody um, because it's sucking you in. And if it sucks you in, it's hard to get back out. Mm -hmm. So that you know, we have these benchmarks and we have all these different things to say, this is what you gotta do. And mm -hmm. you know, they, they do it and we hold them accountable. I mean, that's the best that's the best part about our, our system, I think, is the accountability that we do. Oh, I like it. I, that sounds very comprehensive. Uh, I especially like the follow up that you that you have, setting goals and things like that. And that's what every franchise uh, should do. Yep. We follow the book uh, Traction. That was a little plug. For uh, I was going to ask you about that from the way you're talking. Yep. Um, fabulous program. Um, and what a gift to your franchisees to have that process from day one to, to grow their businesses. Because I think, especially in your um, vertical, you know, in the elder care vertical, oftentimes it's a heart business right you want to make a difference you want to help but it's a business also mm -hmm. so we have to keep that balance where a heart still leads we want to contribute we want to make a difference we want to we want to help that senior but we also want to build a business and build um you know a legacy at one point so i think the traction program is a great program and to start it from day one you get in the get in positive habits at that at that point. Do you have any pushback at all from your franchisees, or are they absolutely on board to have um, this kind of accountability and 
and you personally vested in their success? I wouldn't say we get pushback. I, I think some buy in faster than others. Um, we just got done with our convention, uh, our first annual convention last two weeks ago, actually. They came, all the franchise owners came in. We gave out awards. And, you know, one thing that me and Jared are, we're very competitive and we're not participation trophy givers. And, you know, the top performers, I mean, we showcased the top performers. We had a guy who won uh, three awards. We had another person who won three awards. And then we had the innovator of the year. Um, and people that won three awards follow it to a T. So it's, it's proof in the pudding. It's like, there's no questions asked. This guy engages on social media. This gal engages with their caregivers and has great retention. They're winning awards. They're performing, and they are the top performers. It's they're following what we put down, and that kind of puts that to bed if if they if they question it. Um, we also do a monthly phone call where we have five franchise owners, and our logo is a tree. So we have Team Sassafras, Team Juniper, and we have these teams that are named after trees where we bring in. Uh, a couple new franchises, a veteran franchise, and about a middle-of-the-way franchise owner. And we do an EOS meeting. We actually sit there and have them go through their rocks and issues, and all five of them work together to work it out. So it's it's a collaborative uh, franchise. It's a very – everyone's in it for everyone's success. That's what we push. Um, there's no individual owners. We're all a team. Even though you own these businesses, if everyone's bought into everyone's success, we can be highly successful Is is how we push it. So, I mean, that, that's, that's, it's been going great. This collaborative idea that we're, as franchisees, supporting one another, sharing best practices, coming up with ideas, whatever they're doing in this collaborative. Um, you mentioned attraction. Are there other things you're doing to nurture that collaborative partnership or in this together kind of? culture that you're creating what are you doing to nurture it yeah i mean we do the the monthly meetings so that they can get together um we also have a a, a private facebook group um mm. where i'll go on and i'll it's called we are care um compassionate accountable respectful and ethical that's our core values uh, so we have this private facebook group where i'll go on and i'll post little conversation starters or i'll post the, i i can get the system's overall numbers and i post highlights of people's testimonials i'll put challenges on there to say who can get you know two to three reviews written i'll send you some omaha steaks um so i i i i use that tool to really engage them as well and it keeps them all engaged like if you were to go through our thread you'll see natalie and little rock cheering on uh chris and rick in bellevue nebraska and Scottsdale, Arizona, saying to Jerome, I mean, there's a video we did at our convention with Jerome and Alex. These guys started together. They've been together for about a year. They're like brothers. Um, you know, when they were here, they spent the whole time together. Um, so it's it's just really cool to see that we're, we're putting this, this together for these people, and these people are really buying into each other. So Fantastic. Me? I'm going to get to ask another question? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just obviously, um, and I, I think Ray's feeling the same way, absolutely fascinated with this passion that you have and how you've transferred it to your franchisees and this culture that that has a life all of its own where we are uh, collaborative and family oriented and cheerleaders and fans of one of one another, um, especially since uh, the situations and the clients that your franchisees have to deal with may be some difficult scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. nice to kind of know you have cheerleaders in Kalamazoo uh, wanting you to succeed and that you can reach out to on Facebook or in these meetings to come up with some ideas or solutions or at least have someone to talk to. So it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful culture that you have um, uh, encouraged uh, here. Um, obviously, my question is, if you were talking to franchisors or franchisees, 
what advice would you give other franchisors as it relates to creating um, a consistent culture like what you've created? I, I mean, honestly, it just takes work and don't make it a flash in the pants. You know, it's um, you know, at our convention, I, 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 there was one thing that I closed with. I spoke for an hour on our, our four core measures. And at the end, I said, you know, now you got to put it into practice. You were here all day. You learned from five different vendors. Put it into practice. I live by the saying, don't, don't talk about it, be about it. Um, and I think that you got to hold yourself accountable. And culture will slip. You know, I'm, I'm very honest with that. Your culture can slip. And if you lose sight, like you can, the littlest details, right? Like you can, you can miss a call with, with one of my coaches. And then all of a sudden the next week comes and you miss another one. And then you start making these excuses as to why you're, why you're missing these things. And then all of a sudden your customer service scores dip by, cause we have customer satisfaction quality index. And all of a sudden they go from always 93 and the best of home care and doing sweet. And all of a sudden you're down to 89 and you make an excuse. Oh, there was a crazy client on that one. Right. And then the next month it goes down and now all the, now all of a sudden all your clients are crazy. It, 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 you're losing your culture. Right. And if you have franchise and it's the same thing with franchise owners, right? If your franchise owners are happy one day and all of a sudden you get one little complaint and one little thing and one little thing, you're losing your culture. It's not that you, they're they're being crazy. It's not that they're they, it's their fault. It's how do you fix it and let's keep it up here. It's not easy keeping a culture. It is not, and I'm not I'm not a I'm not perfect at it. And neither is Jared or, or our team. It's slipped before, but you have to be able to 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 recognize it when it's slipping, respond and get it back to where it needs to be, and don't make excuses. Um, that's that's number one in my book. Is I don't take excuses. So, um, the, book I, the coolest thing I have ever seen. That's probably the number one piece of advice I would get. Don't make excuses and be about it and don't talk about it. That's great I, advice. I, I love it when uh, people use the F word. That's family. Um, yeah. <laughs> make that clear. Because uh, I, I think the most successful businesses and franchises today create that that family culture that's so important um you know i talk to a lot of people and just in in uh, franchises and they're talking about high employee turnover and a lot of that has to do simply all you have to do is is create that culture that is, that is family that can say hello to your employees when you, whenever you see them and, and greet them and ask them what they're doing you know how are the kids simple as that but one of the questions you asked us was, uh, what is the typical candidate you're looking for in your franchise? Uh, you know, when, when, you, when someone calls you, uh, what would be the typical candidate? Yeah, um, you know, the first thing they have to, they have to meet the culture, honestly. I mean, I, I hate to keep pushing on that, but they have to be able to meet it. Now, and usually we'll know after the first phone call. Um, we ask the simple question is why are you care? Why are you compassionate, accountable, respectful, and ethical? And most people will have a personal story, right? Like Rebecca said earlier, it's a touchy feely industry. It is a business at the end of the day. So that's the second thing we gotta look for is can you hold yourself accountable? Um, and can you can you, you know, can you charge I hate to say can you charge people, but can you hold yourself accountable and not and not it's, it's, it's hard, again, it's hard for me to formulate, but you got to be able to sell and you got to be able to collect and you got to be able to work your ARs and you got to be able to have hard conversations sometimes with families. And when, when they give you that, um, you know, mom's running out of money type of thing, you got to, you got to be able to pinpoint those things. Um, so you got to have a heart, but you got to be accountable to yourself. That's number one. The second thing is you got, you got to be, you got to be able to take a few black eyes. Uh, someone said earlier, this is a very busy industry, right? Um, you're going to go into places and not everyone's going to like you, right? That's sales. You know, not everyone's going to like you. You got you to have a backbone. Um, and you got to be able to build relationships and be a community involvement and be highly involved in your community. It's a fun job. It's a busy job. It's a busy business because mm -hmm. you you got to be out there. You got to be the face of your company. It's not a, it's not an absentee ownership. I'm very clear on that. 
it is not a big investment group coming to me and saying, hey, I want to buy the state of Florida, even though that would look nice. It, it, <laughs> just, it just would not, it just would not resonate with the people, right? I mean, if you give yourself an example, if I were to, if Rebecca, you were to interview me for your mom and I'm the owner and you were to interview someone who's part of an investment group who hired a manager and that manager might not be there in three weeks, who, who more likely are you going to be able to resonate with as a, as a customer? Oh, yeah. I want to be able to relate to this person. But to your point, Justin, um, it's a heart and a head business. Uh-huh. And, and it is easy in this business to think like a missionary, right? And to rescue and to jump into the quicksand and, and, and forget that there's a bottom line that has to be paid attention to. And I like that you address that right up front with your franchisees and you create a program that they get to that point of being black quickly um, and remind them on a regular basis that this is a heart business. We do care about the seniors and that is so important and that's what's gonna get us referrals and do all of that thing. But we also are in the business of being in the business. So. Speaking, speaking of business, <laughs> we have to, we have to uh, go ahead and pay our bills. So we have a commercial coming up. Anyway, so before we get our second commercial, we will remind our listeners that you can enjoy this and other previous broadcasts of calling in and listening to our one-page budget briefings for any holiday sale. Five seven five five seven five nine five four, or you can listen on our Twitters and Facebook.com. And you know we are we already want you to be on Facebook and all these things so you can send us. And now we'll be on this sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Thanks, Nick, for that. Um, do you want to say that I think we hit the deal with Nick so that we you go to your franchising website, fill out the form, and get the three books and the Oh, okay. Well, before we get into the nuts and bolts of your uh, franchise, uh, I thought it would be nice. Every business, every franchise has an unusual story or humorous thing that has happened. Mm-hmm. Tell us any stories <laughs> on your end. You know, I know in my business we get some pretty funny ones that are unusual stories. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of them. I have a lot of them. But being that I, that me and Jared started this company in my basement, you know, I, I was on the ground. I was I was going out and meeting seniors in a very frail state, and so I experienced a lot. Um, I, I the one that comes to mind that was the funniest is a client that I signed while sitting on the toilet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so she was in the bathroom uh, doing her business, and uh, they asked me to go into the bathroom and talk to her. And I said, uh, sure, sure. And uh, went in there and sold her services, signed the paperwork, and started like three days later. I would say that's, that, that is, was, uh, you know, it, it, and it was very, like I said, it's a, it's a very touchy-feely industry. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it actually, you know, it made me realize that I'm doing stuff for the right. This lady is in a very 
Braille State, and for me to just make her make 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 my way, to me to make myself available for what she needed at that given time, uh, was very very rewarding to me. Um, although it was pretty pretty funny and a little uncomfortable, it was like a powwow in a bathroom. But so. she was telling you that you're yeah, at that point, so that that you know, I I, I can certainly. So, yeah. one of the, you know, that we get past that, uh, uh, that that's pretty funny, but uh, get past that. So, what does it take to get into the franchise? Uh, you mean monetarily, like uh, money-wise? Um, well, our initial investment, like I said earlier, is anywhere between seventy-six thousand and one eighty-four. Um, we have about three territory offerings. Um, how we do it is zip codes and seniors based on uh, how many seniors live in a zip code off the U.S. Census Bureau. So we do a 30,000 senior population, which is 65 and older. We do a 60,000. We do a, and a 90,000 currently. Um, so, you know, 60,000, I think, is, is, is very large. Uh, we used to do 120, but scaled it down just because it's just there's so many people and the thing about these zip codes is if you look at five-year projections with the boomers like 60,000 is going to turn into 90,000 in five ten years I mean it's it's crazy so uh, that's how we structure that and then you you purchase per senior so a 60,000 franchise a 60,000 senior franchise is around $48,000 per franchise okay um and then after that, it's about forty-eight cents a senior up to ninety. Mm-hmm. So I think the 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 ninety is about seventy-six or no, I'm sorry, sixty-four thousand. Um, and then after that, they liquid capital. You know, you need in between that seventy-six and one twenty. I usually shoot for about a hundred to a hundred and twenty. That's the nice thing about this business is you don't need to. There's no build out. You know, we've been able to open franchises in you know two months, two three months. Depending on the licensure, the hardest obstacle we have is licensure in the state because every state has regulation. Um, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure most of you can guess the hard ones, California. Um, New York, you can't get it for two years. We're not even offering the franchise in New York. Um, Oregon was pretty tough, but we've already done it. We have a franchise owner in California, so we've already done it. And Colorado is also pretty tough, but we've already done that one. Actually, our first two franchises we ever developed was Colorado uh los angeles and then number four was portland the three hardest states so you me and jared just said you know basically uh we'll figure it out went in and got it done and now we know what we're doing over there so it should be easy peasy wow that's how and how many franchises do you currently we have uh nine franchises uh we have a few more uh that are in the development stages right now with jared um and you know his job is the development side my job is the op side and that's why I'm, i wanted to speak today primarily because i'm the person who takes it on and and gets you coached um so with those nine i well we have a very ambitious goal for this year we'd like to be the 25 by the end of 2020 so right yeah. in 2020 yeah. yeah so wow I know this is going to sound a little off-center, Dustin, but what I keep seeing in you is this disciplined, um, gritty, focused guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So what – are you an athlete? Uh, Do you come from a coaching background? Because you seem to be ducking water here where you – are able to pull that same kind of grit and tenacity and and commitment and focus out of your franchise. What made you primed to be in this role that you're in now? Yeah, um, I would say actually I was an athlete through high school. I played football, and then I was five foot nine, and and I'm not going to college for that. So, and I was slow. <laughs> I think I ran like a five five forty, um, and I just it, I, it was done. But uh, <laughs> I went there, you know. What really? What then? I went into college, got a criminal justice degree, and then I, you know, where I found my grit. That you actually was actually I lived in London right after I graduated college, and I got a contract to do sales calls or uh, telecommunication sales to small businesses. 
This is the Tony Blair, George Bush era. Um, and they hated Americans over there. Oh, and no. literally, when I would sell them, I would just get pounded. And I would, I would flip the script on them every time. Like, my goal, my, I wasn't even there to sell you. My goal was to make you laugh. And if I can make you laugh, then I can, I can sell you. And so that's when I started getting my sales and my grit. And then after, after that, I came back and I, I got a job at Enterprise, rent a car, and I was a manager there. So I got my management background uh, through Enterprise. And if anyone knows Enterprise's system, they drill you. I mean, I, I, washed, I was in Arizona. I was washing cars in 115 degrees in a suit, for God's sakes. <laughs> and I mean, I went through white, four white shirts a week. It was crazy. Uh, and so I, I was disciplined there. And, and, and actually, the funny thing is we took the enterprise model and turned it into caregiving. It's, it's, they had four things, employee, employee uh, retention, uh, customer satisfaction, profit, growth, and profitability. And a place of home is uh, employee retention, satisfaction, customer satisfaction, growth, and profitability. Um, and I actually have my owners when they come on, I want you to, I want you to order those four most important down to the floor. And I listen to what they have to say. And then I tell them how I order it and I won't, and we don't have a lot of time. So I won't go through that whole process, but that's, that's how I became systematic. I'm very, I'm very goal oriented. Like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a, me and Jared aren't trophy, uh, participation trophies. We are grinders. And we tell our franchise owners, you see, if you work hard, you can succeed, and we'll shrine, we'll put you on a shrine. Because um, that's what we want. We want everyone, again, everyone bought into everyone's success, so that the whole brand succeeds. Um, and then Coach Scott Frost, I, I would say I follow him a lot, which is Nebraska's head coach. Yeah. Woo so. so you had a few black eyes while you were in London, then. So. Oh yeah. This theory that you talk about is business in business, you're going to have a few black eyes and you need to be okay with that. You just, you need to stay the course. Um, you, you did it yourself and then you took the things that you learned through a very difficult scenarios in London. And just so you know, my grandmother was British and I know yeah. the Brits are not easy to humor it takes a while to make them laugh so getting them to laugh uh, shows your skills yeah right there very fascinating thank you so you know what time it is right folks it is a time for another so we'll so what we'll do is listening, watching on Facebook, checking out Andrew Peck's uh, website, uh, IBR. We'll have uh, Tara Gillick back on the show because some of it was awesome. Some of it was power outage I had. So we'll have that. <laughs> now a word from our last sponsor today. Varian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. The average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business. Sarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business and values the business using a sophisticated algorithm. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Sarian gives our sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the standard in all other brokerages. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. Learn more at zarianfirm.com. That's zarianfirm.com.
people that were worried about us having this. How often have I walked into a client worried about zombies? Yeah, what are your franchisees? Well, uh, I don't know about my franchise. I know some of my franchisees are pretty prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Um, and I know the franchisees I would uh, join forces with if there was one. Like Alex was a former Marine. Like he's the guy I'd call upon. Um, I, you know, when I walk into, <laughs> that's a tough question. Uh, yeah. That without ra- without rabbit holing, I guess you would say. Um, but <laughs> to talk about zombies, I guess. I'm prepared for it. Uh, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I think I would survive. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, I look around my, like I said, my franchisees, and I know who would survive. Um, I also, you know, client, my clients are in their 80s and 90s, so I don't think they're scared of zombies at all. That's why I'm having a hard time with this. You know, they, if a zombie apocalypse hit, they're, they're probably like, well, sucks to be you guys. I had 80 years on me. so that that's the hard part. Um, well, give me the offshoot question, which is, if the zombies came busting in your door right now, and they only had whatever was in your earshot left hand as a weapon, what would be your weapon? If if what was next to my left hand? If whatever whatever you can pick up in your left hand. Right now. Right now, what would be your weapon? Probably my microphone. Honestly, this thing is, I would pop someone right in the dome with this thing. This would, this would, uh, take the zombie out. I'll pop on this end, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's metal. It's, it has little rough edges, so I can probably get in there and dig out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a store hammer there already. Yeah. That, that would be that. Yeah, for sure. And you guys could hear it loud and clear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, do I have a last question? Are you you asking? No, I just had, we just did zombie and zombie weapons. I'm really kind of, you know, happy here. So go ahead, take us out of the rabbit hole. Okay. Uh, So if someone is interested in your franchise, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, someone's interested in our franchise. They want to call Jared directly. Uh, our franchise, I mean, we have a NAT 800 number, but we want you to call Jared directly at the 402-281-0738 or email him at uh, jared.evanich at a place at home.com, a place at home, all one word, dot com, um, along with a generic franchising at a place at home.com. And check out our website, a place at home.com. Um, for all our locations, all our information, and uh, yeah, we'd love to talk to you guys, for sure. And, and Fred, all that is going to be posted on our website, webpage? I really hope so, Ray. I really hope <laughs> so. <laughs> so, if anybody didn't have a pen with them, they could just meander over to Pillars of Franchising. And and get all that information in case they're interested. Absolutely. Fill out the form and and get your connected. (laughs) Any last words of wisdom, Rebecca? Uh, No last words of wisdom other than I've really enjoyed this interview with you, Dustin, not just to learn about your, your concept, but to learn about the heart of it um, and the culture of it and the vision of it. Uh, it. It's nice to see that kind of commitment and that kind of passion. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. That's what it takes to. All right. I, I wish I voted like that too, um, or at least right now. So I'm Fred McGrew. I want to thank Dustin and the place at home today. Trying to dial in for me, Hogan <laughs> for Northern Power Outage. I'm Fred McMurray, and we'll be playing normal outro music, and we'll be back in a few seconds.
Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for using.